Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. Episode 234 was recorded live in the gorgeous McLaren Vale at the Flurio Film Festival 2021. We hear from a range of the festival organisers and filmmakers about the importance of this event to support both the industry and aspiring filmmakers. We delve into the power of visual storytelling and share tips for those looking to make magic with this medium. This is Be The Drop Live from Flurio Film Festival. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Film Festival Director Carolyn Corkendale discusses her journey with the festival, the teamwork requirement and the importance of storytelling. I am delighted to be here on this glorious night to celebrate film in South Australia. Now tell me, Carolyn, why is it important to you that these sort of events run and we can showcase emerging filmmakers? Well, it's a great opportunity for emerging filmmakers to actually get accepted into a festival and to get screened in front of a, a, what will be a large audience because it's very easy not to get recognition. When I put, I put a film into the Fleury Festival in its first year in tw- for 2016, and when it was accepted, I was so thrilled. I, it was over the moon for weeks afterwards. And it's just a very special feeling. So we want to give people the opportunity to actually have a chance of getting accepted and getting screened. Um, they may not be very grand filmmakers yet, but they will go on to that. That's the idea. Yeah. And tell me about this year's theme and why there is a theme for the festival. Well, it's something that I inherited, um, that there's always been a, a theme and it, it's been landscape and fire and water and was climate change initiative last time or two years ago. So they'd already decided that it would be wild and it's produced some amazing documentaries actually as well as some dramas. If you've got a theme for a film festival, how do you approach that in a creative process? You get a few mates around you, which is what I always used to do, and say, okay, this is the theme for this year, if we want to put something in, and you brainstorm, and you suddenly get an idea, and you make something. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the creative process, but you, best, I've never done it alone. I've always had at least one other person who's been a bit of a writer's room with me, and, uh, and then I, you know, but I also get ideas. <laughs> I think it's really interesting as well, that point of not being alone. So the festival itself has, has a board. Tell me about the importance of that collective power. It certainly supports me who I guess it has to be the driving force and I'm the one that puts in most of the time and I'm very happy for that but I've got support around me for people with all sorts of all sorts of skills uh, graphic and marketing and then Chris Warman's technical skills and, and, and general English language skills and skills of people who've been on boards and know the correct way to do things so We've tried to be very transparent about how we do things this year. It's not getting in a corner, having a whisper, which is our favourite film. We've 
got some very well-renowned judges um, who've scored things, and we've we've stuck by the sorts of things that they said. So, well, in conclusion, though, I'd love to get your interpretation on story and the power of story. So, my business is called Narrative Marketing, and this podcast is Be the Drop, which is around that concept of a waterfall begins with one drop, you know, and, and the story and the power of that person that embodies be the drop, that brings us with them and engages us and inspires us and motivates us. I'd love to know your thoughts on the power of story. Well, story comes first um, in, in everything that I personally write and do and dream up for films. It's, it's a good story. And then you start thinking well you know about making it into a film or a screenplay but things have got to have a story the documentaries that we've sort of viewed over over the judging process and before I was really interested in ones that told some sort of story so documentaries tell stories too they they're not just groups of pretty pictures and what are you is your hope for tonight we're just about to start the screening what is your hope for people that come along and for future filmmakers well i hope they'll be a bit inspired about uh, the amazing and various imaginations on display here i mean it's all about imagination and it's a i they're pretty pretty good lot of films and they're very broad and very various got some wonderful animations which which tell stories too really well uh, in a very simple way so i hope at the end of it all they'll they'll be entertained they won't be terribly shocked i've i've always said i don't like guns and drugs and things like that i don't particularly want a lot of violence but uh yeah and then i hope that the film at the end will have the award ceremony and many of the filmmakers will get awards they can't all unfortunately um and that will give them a thrill so people go away feeling that they have entered other people's worlds visual worlds fantastic thank you so much Technical director Christopher Warman explains the recent evolution of the film festival and shares his tips for beginner filmmakers. Chris. Hello. Hello. We're back. We're back. Fluro Film Festival. So there was a year off last year. Yes, yep. What are you most excited about with the Fluro Film Festival coming back again? Well, uh, it was it was lonely not having it last year. You know, I missed it. I miss it. Now that I'm here, I realise I miss it. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing how people uh, feel about the films we picked and uh, just generally uh, enjoying the vibe of the local film community. You know, we did like a, a, a session with a team building thing when we got the new director, Carolyn, and uh, it was really good to just understand that we all wanted to support emerging and young filmmakers in South Australia as a specific criteria of the film festival. It gives us the permission to feel really good about helping people up, you know, the first time they've ever been to a film festival and selected, you know. The other thing I think is incredible and obviously both you and and I share a passion for the visual storytelling medium. What is it that you think is so powerful about visual storytelling through the medium of film? Well uh, with visual storytelling I feel like you can you can be at any level in your filmmaking career you know you might not necessarily know how to make things look perfect but if you can tell a really good story and make it come across in the edit. And so hopefully our film festival highlights the fact that people have really good stories, but they're working towards the level of being in a cinema or making a movie for a big production company, but they still have great stories. Yeah, I like that. So in conclusion then, what advice would you give then for people who are thinking, I, I like what he's talking about. That sounds like what I want to do. Well. When I was originally getting into filmmaking, YouTube wasn't a resource for learning, but now it's a really good resource for learning how to tell stories visually. So if you really look at 
things that people have done that you really like that you've seen already and just learn why you like is a really great way of getting started in how to build your own stories through visual medium. Finalist filmmaker Hebe Sace shares how COVID-19 lockdown enabled her time to explore and learn film animation. Um, so I've got a film um, that's screening tonight called Mermaid Maker. It's a little animated short, which I'm very excited about. So, okay, you're very excited, which is really I'm great. And what does it mean to you then to have your film shown tonight at the film festival? Well, it's pretty unexpected because I only started animating um, last year during lockdown. I was like, I've got all this free time. Let's get some animation software. And so I found out that the theme for tonight was wild and had this kind of idea bouncing around in my head and um, decided to just make it and get it in on time. And so I'm very, very, very excited. Well, I mean, that's a great lockdown story, isn't it? It's a great lockdown story. I had so much free time. Why not animate a short? Why animate it? Um, I'd always been keen on doing stop motion as well because I like art. So I like the physical, like actually drawing and um, painting. And so I like that sort of physical aspect to to art and so the idea of animating, it seemed so like technical and so laborious that I like all the intricacies of being quite um, like doing realism in my art as well so I like putting a lot of time into it and so I liked the animation idea because it was sort of combining like telling a story and also the physical sort of side of drawing as well and so I liked the idea of putting them both together and coming up with a little short. It might be quite a simple story but I think it's quite cute. And, and why is that important you think? Like the story that's that's fun and cute and punchy. It would have been longer, probably, if animation didn't take so long. But I was spent doing so many, so many frames. And then when I finally put it all together, I was like, yeah, this will be like 10 minutes and turns out to be like three minutes long. So, <laughs> But I love the fact that it's super short because you can just get really into it and then, you know, it's over and it leaves you in a kind of unexpected place. Oh, well, yeah. good luck tonight. Oh, and thank congratulations you so much. anyway because it's a great achievement to be screening tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> Finalist filmmaker, Beck Taylor talks about her short film entry, Assimilation. She also shares her thoughts on the benefits of a local film festival. Hi, I'm uh, Beck and I shot Assimilation, which is a screening at the Plurio Film Festival tonight. Oh, Beck, it's very exciting and I'm super thrilled for you. Obviously, we know you through Transcending the Gender Narrative, mm -hmm. um, which was very exciting to work with you on that. But this is a completely different project, so tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so this is a um, quirky little dark-humoured uh, short film that I've been working on with uh, director Russell Jenkins for probably about... Uh, I think two years from conception to completion. And is this the one about cows? Is this, in yes. this is the one about cows. <laughs> A little bit. So tell me then, for you, what was this experience like culminating in your film screening tonight? Um, it's been a long learning process. This is the first short that I've shot uh, outside of uni, uh, finished uni in 2018. And you now being 2021, it's the first one that I've finished since uni. And so I learned a lot. There's lots of great things in it. There's lots of things that I would change, but I think the fact that I, that I want to change them means we're constantly learning, which is always a good thing. So then, as an aspiring filmmaker, why do you think events like this Fleurio Film Festival are important and like a key part of the development of the industry? I think uh, events like the Fleurio Film Festival are so important to the development of filmmakers because it really gives us something to aim for on a local level. Um, it is a little boost of confidence that, yeah, we're doing a good thing, we're making good things, and uh, the fun that we're having is worth it because, you know, we get, we get a screen at the Florio Film Festival and it's, 
it's really great experience to be here and to see people's reactions to our film on the big screen and be in the beautiful uh, Florida Peninsula. And the birds in the background were perfectly timed. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. The serenity. (laughs) Thanks, Beck. Director Nick Crowhurst tells us about his short film, Down to Earth, and why he loves making films. Uh, It's a good feeling to be able to um, screen our film in front of uh, local South Australian people because this is where we made the film. Um, We're really proud of what we came up with and we we shot it in um, these regional areas. So to be in this setting, it's a really good feeling. So then tell me a little bit about the film. So the film's about three young misfits who venture into the outback um, looking for a meteorite that's crash-landed into Earth and they find something far more mysterious. This summer. (laughs) Now, you have been working in visual storytelling, filmmaking for a really long time. It's a passion of yours, Nick. What is it about the magic of film? Uh, For me, the magic of film is really uh, an escape. You know, that's, that's kind of why... I like to make films. I, you know, and it's also it's it's one of those things, you know. For me, it's not work. It's just enjoyment. Um, like and be young, really, because that's really when you're a kid. You just kind of like you make stuff up, and then you get old, and people are like, "Man, you can't," you know. Life's serious, and for me, it's I, you know, I think you should still have fun, and that's what film is. It's an escape. It's it's yeah. It's it's different things for different people, and that's that's one of the things I enjoy about it as well. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. Down-to-earth cinematographer Max Corkendale discusses the impact of short films and wraps up the episode with a great idea on how to make your first short film story. You know, a picture tells a thousand words because there's so much more information and emotion in it. And it's really, it's creating that tone and emotion in in the story you're creating that, that can move an audience. I mean, that's the power of it. If you visualise something really strong and powerful, you can really move people. I made a film with a deaf person uh, a couple of years ago called Paul. And that film is luckily I've picked up by a disability network and is screened around the world. And it's being used as education for how deaf people are seen in the perceived in the community against the actual truth of how deaf people live in the community. Um, and so stories like that can really, they can educate people, they can change people's perceptions of the world and the people in it. So then tell me what you think Flurio Film Festival means to emerging creators and to the film industry in South Australia. Oh, it's a gr- the Flurio Film Festival is a great festival for, for the up-and-coming people. It's, you know, a nice medium-level festival that people can actually screen their films at locally. Local people can. And that experience is great to have when, you, when you're making an even bigger film that goes to a bigger film festival. You'll have an idea of what, how they work and how they function. And, and that's, that is surprisingly useful. And then what advice would you give to people who like the idea of visual storytelling but don't really know where to start? My advice to people who love visual storytelling but don't really know what to do is go and take photos and, and put them into a, make a little story out of them. Take 10 photos and make a story out of them. They can be anything, but as long as there's a story, a narrative woven in there, it, it means something. Um, it can be as abstract as you want, or it can be as literal as you want, you know? Someone walking down to the shops and buying something. But that is a great start. You don't have to video things, you don't have to film things. You just take 10 stills and turn it into a story. I think it's a great way to go. Fantastic advice, thank you, Max. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. 
Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.